Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs along with Joe Kerr, and we are at the Proximity Bible Conference in Southern California, and we have been speaking today with some of the guests who are featured speakers today. And one of those is Amir Sarfati. Those of you familiar with our ministry know that name well. You're familiar with Amir as a native Israeli and former major in the Israeli Defense Forces. He is also the founder and president of Behold Israel, a nonprofit ministry that provides access to news and information about Israel from a biblical and prophetic standpoint. And Joe, you just had the opportunity to be there and experience firsthand what it's like to be with Behold Israel in the land of Israel. Tell us a little bit about that as we had begin. a fabulous tour, great time, and many, many, many great friendships as a result of that. But Amir makes the Bible come alive. What do you call it? The fifth gospel? Yes. It is truly the land that. itself is the fifth gospel. I mean, when you go there, literally God is everywhere. And uh, his plan and his, uh, his character is, is being translated through all this, the things that we see and we study. You oh. cannot miss it, that's for sure. To be able to say you walked where Jesus walked mm-hmm. is just truly amazing. It yeah. makes the Bible different. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, it is quite a blessing to have that perspective. And today you're going to be giving a message at the Proximity Bible Conference talking about God's appointed time. Correct. Tell us a little bit about this message and what it's important is for those of us today. Yeah, well, we, first of all, we, we, we need to understand that God created not only the world, but time also. I mean, he comes from the eternal realm and he created the world and he created the concept of time. And, and so he is the one that not only controls the time, but created time. But we are now within the realm of time and we have our time and what we do with it. And God has his time and what he does with it. And apparently we, uh, we have, a, you know, a the usual task, which is to follow God, believe God and worship him with all of our hearts all of our strength, with all of our mind, and to love one another, and to obviously tell people about Jesus. But God has specific things in specific times that were appointed, and for him, things have to be done on a specific day. Everything that he did was an appointed time that it could not have been in any other time before or after. And what we need to do is learn how to be able to identify those things. And uh, I'm going to prove through the scriptures that uh, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, it's going to be impossible. And this is why Jesus himself warned his disciples before the Holy Spirit came. He warned them not to tell people about this or about that before the time comes, because people would not understand. They will have zero understanding of the things of God if they don't have the Spirit of God in them that will help them understand the things of God. And, uh, and then, of course, once we do have the Spirit of God, then we become watchmen on the walls. Then we become those who, who needs to proclaim those things. And, of course, eventually God will no longer need time. We will enter back into eternity, and he will submit all all things before we enter into that eternity. And so we're going to look at the progression of all of those things and see how God's appointed time 
is so important for the believer to understand, to know, and to act upon. That is so good because we think, especially at a conference like this where we're talking about an event, and we all know what event we're talking about, the rapture, Mm -hmm. and everybody wants to know when that's going to happen, but God's timing doesn't work like our timing, which is why he said it the way he said it. It doesn't work in hours and years. Humans view time as constantly escaping, whereas God is looking at it as it's a countdown, like the rocket's going to take off, but nothing's supposed to happen at five. It's supposed to happen at zero. Mm -hmm. So without that perspective of God's time, we don't understand, well, the rapture hasn't happened. Why is he waiting? He's not. It's It's not time. Uh, You know, before the Holy Spirit came, the disciples had all those questions about the times. But once they had the Holy Spirit, they understood what they need to do until that happens. They were not dealing with, with when they dealt with, okay, what are we doing until then? And that's the important thing we need to understand. Once we have the Holy Spirit, once we understand that God is in full control, and once we understand why we are here, then what we need to focus on is to occupy and to, to, to tell the world about Jesus just as watchmen. I mean, that, 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 that the duty of a watchman is not just to see things coming, but to warn people that they are coming, or else their blood is on his hands. And therefore, we have to understand that there are a lot of things that we may not know, but we probably should not know. And, and, and I'm going to end up the message with the three things that should ring in the ears of every believer. It's endurance, perseverance, and patience. These are things that we are commanded to have. And these are the things that uh, even in the book of Revelation, the churches that had them was praised for it. And in uh, the... Uh, and, and it's super important that we, we understand that endurance, perseverance, and patience are creating in us such a great way of, of living life in, in, in its, their fullness before the Lord comes to take. God says, you know, when Jesus comes back, he, he wants to find us doing the Father's business, not to sitting down with it. With a countdown clock. Stopwatch. Yeah, yeah. stopwatch. And and, and, and and this is not for us. We need to be occupied. We need to be busy. We need to, and this is why, that's what keeps me, uh, you know, with all the travelings that I do, uh, it, it gives me a lot of strength, the, the, the knowledge that it's not for nothing. It's, you know, I'm not sitting at home and just waiting for the rapture. I'm working hard on making sure that people even know what the rapture is, because Let's face it, most Christians on planet Earth, they don't even know what it's all about. Churches don't teach that. And that's so important as we talk about this idea of God's appointed timing. A big part of God's appointed timing is revealed in the Bible through prophecy. And it's exciting to me that as you study the Bible seriously, 25% of the Bible or more, depending on the estimates you look at, are predictive in nature. So when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about the importance of Bible prophecy as part of God's appointed timing. So stick with us here on A View from the Wall. We'll be right back. From I Am A Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. Did you know we are living in a time when Bible prophecies are being fulfilled? In fact, more prophecies have been fulfilled in the last 70 years than in the 700 years leading up to that point in history. God is on the move. 
I understand why some may have reservations about studying prophecy. Much about the future is troubling. And yes, the ominous events in the book of Revelation are coming, but wonderful things are also coming. Bible prophecy references the glorious appearing, reward for believers, the wedding feast of the Lamb, and the millennial reign of Christ. And before any of those events, Jesus will come in the rapture to rescue his people. Are you ready for the Lord's return? We hope you'll take advantage of free I Am A Watchman resources to learn more. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. Iamawatchman.com Welcome back to View From The Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs along with Joe Kerr. We have been talking with Amir Sarfati from Behold Israel. And as we continue our discussion on God's appointed time, we know that Scripture reveals many of these through the predictions found in the Bible. And Amir, as you talk about this theme more, give us some examples of what Scripture says related to God's appointed time. Uh, well, I'm giving you, for example, when, when Jesus was born, it has to be in a specific day, specific person that had to give birth of Jesus in specific place. Uh, and the Bible says in Galatians 4, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. You know, so there was a specific time that he had to have come, and, and, and that is an important thing. And even Jesus himself, after John had been put in prison, Jesus said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Time has fulfilled, is fulfilled. Jesus said, look, that's the time. The time that you had is fulfilled. Now it's the time. Later on, he says, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. My time. God has appointed times. I mean, I can, I can go on and go on with all in Romans 5, 6, for when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. In due time, even not just the birth of Christ and the ministry of Christ, even the death of Christ was in due time, was at the exact time that God had uh, planned it to be. And, and even when he sent the Holy Spirit to the church, Jesus said, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And then he said, And he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Holy Spirit as guarantee. And then it says that, you know, wait here a few days. Wait here. Wait here a few days. He had in mind when he's going to do that. And he was exactly on the Feast of Pentecost, which is the feast that the Jewish people were celebrating the giving of the law. And of course, the, the Bible speaks of how 3,000 men died when, you know, when they worshipped the golden calf below Mount Sinai. And then, not the law, the Spirit came, and then the Bible says 3,000 were baptized that day. So you see that it had to have been on that day in order to be fulfilling uh, the festivals which by themselves are appointed times. And they were the foreshadow, they were the, the, the hint of the whole plan of salvation that God is about to do uh, with the whole world. And, and of course, uh, I have no doubt that uh, just as accurate he was, uh, as he was with, with all the things before, there is a day that we should be out of here. 
Now, we, not, we don't know the day, but we know the one who already set that day. And he who promised is faithful. And this is why the theme of my message is, of course, the verses from the prophet Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. These are the words of the prophet trying to tell the people of Israel, trust God, because his things, you may call it slackness, but he never slack. I mean, he, he will do things at the right time. And until then, count that as a blessing that he hasn't taken us yet, because he wants all to come to the knowledge of God. This is why in Second. Peter chapter 3, he says, some count it as slackness, but, but God is just you know, long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. So any day that we're still here and the rapture didn't take place yet is because some more people in Iran need to hear about Jesus. Oh, some, so more, some more people in, in Syria need to hear about Jesus. Some more people in Iraq need to hear about Jesus. And we hear, we hear testimonies of so many people that are coming to Christ, especially in those places. You know, and you, you think about those places, the places of death and places of conflict and war and bloodshed, but God is at work there. And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, thank God Israel didn't strike Iran because there's so many people that are going, getting saved right now, you know, and that is what the most important thing is. I mean, this is it. So I, I really believe in God's appointed times, and I really believe that there are things for us to know and there are things for us not to know. And what we need to do, instead of trying to find out what, is, what are the things that we don't know, is to be patient, to have endurance and perseverance, and to wait. He says, wait for it, because it will surely come. You know, he who promised is faithful. We know that from Hebrews chapter 10. So we have to hold on to that promise. And that's why I named my book The Day Approaching, because, look, we can see. We don't even have to hope for, pray for, think about, and guess. We can see the day approaching. Unlike any other generation, we are the generation that shall not pass away. We see the fig tree coming back to life. We see Israel back in the land. We have an amazing viewpoint that no other generation ever had in history. And so we shouldn't be impatient. Actually, when we see all of these things, for us, patience and perseverance and, 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 uh, uh, and uh, I guess, uh, endurance, all of these things should be easier for us. Because what we can see, other generations before us couldn't. We are a blessed generation. But he, you know, to, to whom much is given, much is also required from. We must also be even more diligent in the way we handle ourselves and the way we proclaim good news. I love that you attach time to faithfulness because it does demonstrate that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Long suffering is a time word. What does long suffering long mean su- as far as time? <laughs> Look, long suffering means that God is willing to put up with all the shenanigans of, of the people of this world for the sake of that lost sheep. And, and that's long suffering. That, that's, he is willing to be mocked and ridiculed a little longer, if it means that more people might get to 
the knowledge of Jesus. And, and, and when the Bible says in the fullness of the Gentiles will come in, then, then things are going to happen. There will be a point where Gentiles will no longer be interested in hearing. And that's when the door will be closed. And that's eventually when Israel will be saved. So we, 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 we can clearly see that there are appointed times and we need to remember them and we need to hold on to that, you know, that hope that he who promised is faithful and that that blessed hope that we have is worth waiting for. Yeah, so I love that phrase, worth waiting for. When we come back, we'll talk more about God's appointed time here on A View from the Wall. Stick with us. The I Am A Watchman ministry is supported by people just like you so that we can continue in our call to encourage, disciple, educate, and bring people from all tribes and tongues into a right relationship with Jesus. The I Am A Watchman ministry desires to reach the lost, encourage and equip believers, and prepare for the return of the Lord. There's a great need to share truth and disciple believers. Most in the Western world are not strong in their faith. Billions in Africa and India and in Arab and Asian regions are lost or persecuted for their faith. We want to reach them and equip them. Our vision is to facilitate the multiplication of godly leaders, watchmen around the world. Free I Am A Watchman resources have been accessed by individuals in more than 160 countries, but there's so much more to do. Please consider becoming a prayer and financial partner in this good work. Visit IamAWatchman.com to find out how. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. We've been talking with Amir Sarfati, the author of The Day Approaching, as well as the director of Behold Israel, a nonprofit ministry that provides access to news and information about Israel from a biblical and prophetic standpoint. We've been talking about God's appointed time, and in this last segment, we want to talk about a couple of final items. One of those is about God's appointed timing with the nation of Israel. For 1,900 years, Israel was not a land, and then suddenly in a day, it becomes a nation again. Talk about why that is such an important theme in Scripture as we look at the last days. Well, we surely understand that uh, all the prophecies regarding the end times cannot be fulfilled unless Israel is back in the land, unless Jerusalem is back in their hand, and eventually the Temple Mount will once again be the mount where a temple is going to be standing there. So... We are halfway through already. Israel is back in the land, I and mean, most of, of, of the Jews, at least, are already in Israel for the first time in 2,000 years. We definitely have Israel is safe, secure, and prosperous, which is the condition for Ezekiel's war to take place. We, we, we see that the enemies that the Bible predicts that will eventually come and not come to destroy Israel because uh, we took the land from the Palestinians or something, but they will come to loot and, 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 and take plunder and steal and, and take booty, the Bible says. And all of these things are um, obviously testifying of great wealth that Israel is going to have and, and great resources that other nations are, are going to try to steal from us. And that's only of the last few, you know, few years that Israel... Uh, Israel found natural gas and had become overnight uh, a regional superpower of energy. And we are now uh, the exporters of uh, gas to Jordan and to Egypt, and which can tell you how much they need us right now. 
Right. The two countries that wanted to destroy Israel in 1948 and in 1967 are now the biggest clients of Israel's natural gas. And that tells you the whole story of this, what I believe, this swing from Psalm 83 when they wanted to destroy us and were about to, to Ezekiel 38 when we are now strong, prosperous, and will be attacked for that. So we definitely made a great uh, progress in who we are, the eighth most powerful nation in the world, yet we are a little dot on the map. And it's all because of God. And you know what? There's not even a single country's newscast that is not mentioning Israel at some point during the week. Uh, there's no such country on planet Earth that is being constantly mentioned Um, regardless of its size. I mean, we're not talking about America, which is a, you know, the number one superpower in the world right now. We're talking about a dot on the map. And yet it occupies the minds and the businesses of, of so many people. Israel is sharing its knowledge uh, when it comes to cybersecurity and when it comes to security issues. That we help rounding up tons of terrorists. We help secret services around the world. We even as you know, uh, somehow helped uh, the U.S. in uh, identifying uh, Soleimani's uh, route on that uh, uh, day of his uh, killing by the U.S. Uh, drone. And all of that tells you that Israel is a major player, and it is exactly what the Bible predicted. You know, if you talked about all of these things that I just mentioned 60 years ago, 70 years ago, 80 years ago, They would put straitjackets on us and then send us to a mental hospital because, I mean, that would be delusional. Yet here we are, 70 years after we were born, and, um, you know, the countries that wanted to destroy us are not only friends, but they are clients. That is amazing. Truly. And I read this week, Benjamin Netanyahu and and Gens are going to be meeting with President Trump. Correct. Talking about the deal of the century, what what do what do we anticipate there? Well, we anticipate a a probably the, the the best deal that has ever been offered to Israel for a peace with the Palestinians. Too good to be true, almost. Um, uh, however, I can tell you one thing: do not think for a second that the Palestinians are going to accept it. Uh, I believe that that will allow Israel to take unilateral steps because, okay, if you don't want to do that, we're moving forward. And uh, that will, of course, anger uh, more uh, the people that anyway hate us. Um, but are you, I need you to understand, whatever President Trump is going to uh, introduce to Netanyahu is something that for sure already received the blessings of the moderate Sunni uh, Muslim world. Because after all, what is going to be promised to the Palestinians is billions of dollars, and most of those billions are coming from those Arab countries. So President Trump is going to basically introduce a plan that um, the Arab world is vouching for. And uh, it's quite interesting. They're no longer speaking of Jerusalem as the capital of the Palestinians. They're no longer speaking of a, a, a full withdrawal of, of Israel from the 19, uh, to the 1967 border. These are, and they're definitely not talking about the right of return of Palestinians Uh, refugees all over the world back to the land. And, and, and another thing that they, they demand from the Palestinians is to acknowledge Israel as a Jewish state. 
and which they will not do because they they claim that there is a Palestinian state and then there's a state for two people. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. For them, there is no two states. There is actually one uh, which with only Arabs and one that is Arabs and Jews. They will not call Israel a Jewish state. And these are, you know, things that uh, we should expect. Our first foreign minister said that the Palestinians never missed an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Uh, that's going to be another one. But uh, again, um, I believe that as long as President Trump is in office, Israel uh, is in very, very good position. I dread the day that the Democrats will take over the White House because not only America will turn into Venezuela, but even Israel will be completely exposed to the schemes of the enemy. And may I say, the enemy is already plotting and planning things. And all it takes is green light to do so from a superpower that once used to be our best friend. Well, these are important biblical and political events going on in our world today, but we just have a couple of moments left. If you would take a moment to share why this is so important to you, how you came to faith in Jesus as the Messiah. You know, I went through a a private crisis uh, uh, growing up uh, without parents and in foster care, and I had no hope in my life. I wanted to literally kill myself at the age of 17. And just before I did that, I decided to give the world another chance. And it happened to be that uh, I realized that time that my best friend in school is actually a Messianic Jew. Um, And uh, when they introduced to me the faith in in Yeshua, in Jesus, uh, I was very shocked because, you know, I thought it's a Christian thing. Um, But uh, one day I prayed, God, show me who Jesus is. And uh, I went to work and... (laughs) I opened the newspaper and the big one-page advertisement, it says Yeshua. In the number one newspaper in Israel, apparently it was the Jesus film of Campus Crusade shown in Jerusalem in a regular movie theater. And I, I happened to be praying about this right then and there when, when they, they had it just for two nights. Because right after that, the authorities realized this is an evangelistic thing. They better take it off. So I went there, I saw it, all the pieces came together, and I realized... This is not a Christian thing, per, you know, if I had to divide it between Jewish and Christian. This is the most amazing fulfillment of all the prophecies that I already know from the Old Testament. And I, I want to tell you, I'm one of those that came to know Christ without even reading a single verse in the New Testament, because he's simply all over the Old Testament. I actually started reading New Testament uh, later. Uh, when I realized that this is not a Christian book for Christian people that is forbidden for Jews to touch, when I realized that it was written mostly by Jewish people and uh, a lot of it was written to Jewish people, and it's definitely the fulfillment of everything that my Old Testament was talking about. So I can tell you, Jesus is the hope of Israel. I mean, he's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Great Shepherd. He's the Prince of Peace. Everything Israel wants Israel wants peace, Israel wants hope, Israel wants prosperity. All of that, he will never be able to find it in anyone else but the Messiah himself, Yeshua, which is our salvation. Wonderful words and a great example in your own life of God's appointed timing. And we thank you for being with us, Amir. For those of you who would like more information about Amir and his ministry, beholdisrael.org. That's beholdisrael.org. You can also find out information about his new book, The Day Approaching, which also has a study guide available as well with Harvest House Publishers. We thank you for being with us and look forward to joining you next time on A View From The Wall. 
A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.